Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. And 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have a two-part feature on grain markets with Neil Townsend looking at wheat, canola, pulses and feed grains. We talk with Farm Credit Canada about a farm survey and the increasing use of field data to improve yields and farm income. And there's also concern about a shortage of farm labor. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. A market analyst says grain prices remain volatile this spring. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Chief Analyst Neil Townsend says wheat and canola are reflecting some market pressure from good supplies in Europe, but weather is also a key factor for North America. Yeah, I think it's a tale of two markets right now. Like we have, um, or some, you know, interesting things happening in the markets. Like we have sort of like uh, the European market is projecting a very bearish tone. I think a lot of their farmers uh, didn't sell, particularly in the eastern part of the European Union. They didn't sell when the prices were high, and now they've got, you know, product left behind, and they're staring down the pipe of having another crop coming relatively soon. But that's not really the feel in North America. In North America, we have, you know, steady, strong export demand, you know, good domestic demand. And plus, we're sort of looking at still a lot of cold weather and snow across the northern plains of the United States and definitely Canada. We haven't really started planting or even thought about starting planting in in any real sense in Western Canada. And that sort of provided a bit of like... Uh, nearby strength, I guess, in the markets. And we've seen wheat sort of, you know, after like a multi-weeks of selling off, we've seen that sort of start to tilt higher just a little bit. Big concerns about the U.S. hard red winter crop in Kansas, like a pretty, you know, historical drought there that's just being persistent and, and keeps going. And there was rain in the forecast, just a little tiny bit. They took it out. It's still staying dry. Crop conditions are terrible. So, you know, we're staring down having like last year's HRW crop was the smallest of all time. And there's a possibility that this crop, despite more acres, will end up being smaller, both because of, you know, higher abandonment, but also significant and serious yield threat. So on the wheat side, I think the big signal that's being sent to farmers is that, you know, we need to get it planted and we need to get it growing. Has that translated into like really firm, good, attractive new crop prices? Not quite yet. I mean, historically, they're not bad, but they don't really have the dynamic nature that you might expect given sort of the crucial elements that are in play for 
the world really needing a successful Canadian crop and calling on us to have a greater exportable surplus in 23-24. That's sweet. What about canola? Well, canola is also a, a tale of two worlds. And I mean, the European market has really weighed heavy on the canola complex. And it's an interesting dynamic because Canada has not been a big force in terms of exporting to the European Union this year, you know, much smaller this year than we were the previous two years. But this collapse that started in the pricing in the European Union has really translated back out into, you know, definitely the ICE futures. We've seen them go down quite a bit. And canola has gotten cheaper, but, you know, I wouldn't say the prices in Western Canada fully collapsed. Like they've come down throughout the year, you know, we were ended last year sort of above 20 and this year we've spent a lot of time sort of in that 18 to 19 range and then you know maybe got down into the mid 16s here with the latest sort of thing but the one thing I'll say about canola and this is something for everybody to think like canola is a premium oil seed people have been valuing the veg oil you know there's all this clamor about renewable diesel and biodiesel and growing demand for those over the you know the next several years. So by making something relatively cheaper and, you know, canola got to a place where it hadn't gotten in many, many decades in the European Union where it was trading below soybeans, below rapeseed oil, all of these kinds of things. When you make a premium oil seed that has a lot of industrial usages for exactly what the world's going towards with this renewable diesel and biodiesel, it's hard to imagine a scenario where you've actually killed demand. And that that's my main point on canola. I think the demand has been very solid. And even the naysayers, the bears about canola, they, they find it hard to kind of acknowledge that aspect, that by making it cheaper relative to where it was, it's hard to kill demand. And I've seen very strong demand. We just had a week, you know, in week 34 of the CGC reporting week where Almost 500,000 tons of canola was disposed of in that one week through crush and and exports. I mean, we didn't have a gigantic crop last year, somewhere in the 18s or maybe if we're generous in the low 19 million ton range. And, you know, to disappear 500,000 tons of canola in one week, in week 34, again, that's what happens when you lower the price. Now, what are the price prospects for canola? I mean, it really, really depends on the growing sequence in Canada and the yield in Canada. I mean, if we if we have a, a trend yield on 22 million acres of planted canola, well, yes, canola prices will probably suffer a bit. But if we fail to get the acres, which I'm less certain about, but if, if the yield shows any problems, any sort of, you know, you know, issues, perceptions of issues, then, you know, canola will have to, uh, the price will have to adjust and we'll see probably some more strength in canola before we get to, uh, you know, October. Neil Townsend is the Chief Market Analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Coming up, Townsend discusses the outlook for feed grains and pulse crops. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spawley on 620 CKRM. There remains a lot of uncertainty in grain markets this spring as farmers prepare for planting season. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Chief Analyst Neil Townsend says weather remains a key factor, notably for crops like feed grains and pulses. Well, I think feed grains, you know, we had key reports from the USDA a couple of weeks ago and uh, the prospective plantings showed, you know, more corn acres, but the grain stock showed there's probably been a higher utilization of corn. The end result is that the ending stock number for 22-23, the current marking year, is going to be tighter. 
there's a prospect of more acres. The one thing I'll say for feed grains is the U.S. crop is critical and the yield is critical. That's the key variable. If the U.S. can get close to what the trend yield is, 181.5 bushels an acre, then I would say that feed grain prices are likely to be under pressure, including feed grain prices in Western Canada. However, if the yield comes in at the previous all-time record, which is 177.6 or 176.7, somewhere in there, I can't remember the number right off the top of my head, but it's about four or five bushels below the, the projection right now. That's a bullish number. And we'll see that, you know, like U.S. corn supply and demand will look relatively tight. So they're not, they don't need an all-out disaster to offer support to the feed complex. It just has to stumble four or five bushels below an estimate that already is four or five bushels above the previous all-time high. For pulses, I mean, I think that the pulse potential pricing in 23-24 looks pretty good because, you know, despite sort of high prices this year, it doesn't look like we're going to get more acres in Western Canada. It doesn't look like we're going to get more acres in the United States. It looks like India has had just enough problems with their growing season to kind of take off the potentiality for them to have like, you know, a record crop or a near record crop. So I think demand will be pretty steady and the supply will remain relatively tight, which should be supportive of price. Neil Townsend is the chief analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. We have a new farm feature, AgReview, with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Ottawa and Manitoba have announced $221 million for strategic agricultural initiatives in Manitoba under the new Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership. The sustainable cap is a five-year $3.5 billion investment by Canada's federal, provincial, and territorial governments that supports Canada's agri-food and agri-products sectors. This includes $1 billion in federal programs and activities and a $2.5 billion commitment that is cost-shared 60% federally and 40% provincially, territorially for programs that are designed and delivered by provinces and territories. The Manitoba government has launched a suite of programs under the Sustainable Cap Framework that will help the sector reach its full potential by expanding business opportunities, investing in sustainable practices throughout the sector, and strengthening resiliency of the entire food chain. These programs were developed through significant consultation with industry partners who highlighted a number of priority areas, including research, innovation and market development, emergency preparedness, and technology advancement. A CN train loaded with grain derailed near Edmonton last week. The derailment occurred early Wednesday morning just east of Sherwood Park. In all, 17 cars derailed and all were carrying grain. If all 17 derailed cars spilled all their grain, that's about 64,328 bushels of wheat, or 77,197 bushels of canola. Investigators were still on the scene last week, but trains started to move through the area on Thursday. CN and CP Rail supplied a combined 96% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 35, 
an improvement from the previous week's 93% and the best performance seen for the two railways combined since week two in early August. The improvement reflects improved performance for each of CN and CP in supplying 96% of hopper cars ordered on time in week 35. CN's performance improved from the 94% order fulfillment performance seen in week 34. This marks the fourth consecutive week that CN has supplied 90% or more of cars ordered in a week. That's only the second time in this grain year that CN has achieved this milestone, the first time being in weeks 3 to 6. CP order fulfillment performance also improved, with the railway supplying 95% of cars ordered, CP order fulfillment performance has now been 90% or better for three consecutive weeks, the first time the railway has achieved this since weeks 3 to 5 in August. We won't know until the end of April at the earliest what will become of Winnipeg pea and canola-based protein processor Merit Functional Foods. Merit, whose major shareholders include Vancouver plant-based protein firm Burkhan Nutriscience, U.S. agri-food firm Bungie, and former executives of Hemp Oil Canada, was placed into receivership on March 1st. According to the first report from receiver Price Waterhouse Coopers, filed with Court of King's Bench in Winnipeg, a data room has already been set up and an information brochure circulated to some prospective buyers. In its report, the receiver says it will accept qualified offers for Merit's assets, until 4 p.m. Central Time on April 21st and expects to determine the accepted offer by April 28th. A definitive agreement would then be reached by no later than May 12th, court approval granted by May 26th, and a deal closed by not later than May 31st. Burkon, which has a 31.6% stake in Merit, has already announced it will bid on the Merit assets. Russia's top diplomat says Moscow may pull out of a deal that allows the export of Ukrainian grain to global markets. Turkey's foreign minister Mevlut Shavashoglu says the grain agreement should continue. This isn't important only for the export of Ukrainian and Russian grain and fertilizer, but also in terms of the global food crisis and to reduce the problem every household in the world is experiencing, he says. Shavashoglu adds he'd agreed with Russia's Sergei Lavrov that obstacles preventing the export of Russian grains and fertilizers needed to be removed. In turn, Lavrov said, if the grain deal isn't extended, Russia could cooperate directly with Turkey and Qatar to ensure continuing grain exports to the countries that need grain. I'm Charles Deledesma. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today with a high of 11 degrees. Wind southeast 20, the low plus 1. Tomorrow sunny, wind southeast 20 becoming southwest 20. The high 17 tomorrow, very mild. 
Evening showers and windy with a low of plus 2. Wednesday, partly cloudy with a high of 11, the low minus 1. So it looks like spring is finally here. Thursday, cloudy, high plus 7. Evening periods of rain or snow, so there's still a chance of snow this week, the low minus 1. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high plus 7, low minus 3. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 12, the low minus 1. Sunday, sunny, and a high of 18, and hopefully so by sunny Sunday we may not have much snow on the ground, only in the bluffs. Normal high is 11, the normal low minus 3. The sun rose at 6.16 this morning, it sets at 7.45 tonight. And currently, on the roundup, the hot spot right now is Kornak in the south country, south of Regina, Moose Jaw, at plus 17. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, at plus 2. All are on the plus side. Estevan at 8 degrees, Saskatoon 7, Swift Current 8, Weyburn 12, Yorkton is 6. Regina cloudy and plus 4, that's 39 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 19. Humidity is 80%, the barometer rising 101.6. Part the cloudy moose jaw, 10 degrees. Winds are from the west northwest at 26. Once again, Regina cloudy in four. That's 39 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group three herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A new FCC survey says farmers are taking more advantage of computer farm management programs. FCC Ag Expert Manager Krista Kilback says farmers are using field data to improve management skills and income. So we actually wanted to see whether or not producers' perspectives have changed actually in the last four years. So we did a similar survey four years ago just around trust, trust in data. So producers that share their information and their data with suppliers in the industry and who have access to their data whether or not, you know, there's trust there in terms of what they're doing with their data. So overall, just in the last four years, actually, the results have been really positive. So just one of the, the responses was that 66% of the respondents felt like companies they work with do a really good or excellent job now in handling their data, where four years ago, actually, that was only at 36%. So there's definitely been a shift. So why do farmers use these statistics or data? Why do they use, um, well, I think it just shows that data is here to stay and it's here for the long run. And there's multiple reasons, but actually the top tools that they're using in terms of inputting their data is digital financial tools. So that would be like an accounting software program. And that could even be like an Excel spreadsheet that they use. The second one would be like some sort of integrated equipment software. And then the last one that came up was any type of monitoring system. So those were kind of the top three um, in terms of the respondents that we heard from. Explain a little further on the monitoring system. What do they monitor? That could be anything from soil levels to, it's honestly, the breadth is huge. So soil levels to even livestock, like you name it. So we didn't actually really cinch in specifically, so it could be any type of monitoring system. I suppose even grain on the farm. You betcha. Yeah, exactly. The grain in the bin, yep. 
So this does, though, rely on farmers sharing data with with everybody, or how does that work? Yeah, so it just depends, right? So there's lots. So if we take Ag Expert as an example, so the farmer would then input their data into like one of our programs. So we have an accounting program, and then we also have like it's called Ag Expert Field. So everything that they need for crop planning, and so they enter that data into our system, which then allows them to make decisions on the farm, right, in the moment. So whether it's financial financial management on the farm or whether it's their crop planning. So even just like now, well, hopefully the snow melts here in Saskatchewan soon, but um, for them for seeding, understanding the cost of inputs, being able to even just um, do benchmarking or planning, different scenario types, right? So that's what it'll help the farmer or the producer do. And they feel, according to your survey, that it's really helped them in their management on the farm? You betcha. So that's actually one of the other things. So why are they using it? Well, the number one reason that they said, so we had about, I think I said 750 respondents, decision making. So that was number one. And the second reason they said was lower cost and better yield. So that just speaks to the efficiencies that they can, that they can gain. And I actually think like if they're doing the work and they're entering their data or information all year round, well, they're going to see the profits from that and the results from that, right? Year after year, because they put in the work all year. Many people are worried about being hacked, uh, you know, their information being stolen or held for ransom. How does that work for your program? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it should be. It should be top of mind. Of course, they're concerned about safety and security or cyber attacks. We definitely do our part to make sure that, you know, that we have a secure platform and that's monitored daily. The other thing, so that's different a little bit too in terms of, so a farmer that inputs their data with us, they own that data. So like we don't share that data. We're actually, it's called Egg Data Transparent Certified. So a big fancy term for really just means we follow rules when collecting and using and storing farmers' data. We don't do anything with it. We don't share it. That farmer, they own their data. If they ever were to leave Ag Expert, they take that information, that data with them. So there's two parts to that. And sometimes I wonder too if it's a little bit confusing, like the security of being, you know, the cyber attack as well as that data that's being entered and used. They're different, but I mean, we. We take secure measures on both, if that makes sense. What does it cost a farmer a year to run this data system? Yeah, so for us specifically for Ag Expert, so it's a yearly subscription and you can do both. So we have a crop planning tool, Ag Expert Field, and then there's Ag Expert Accounting and that's $499, $499 every year. Krista Kilback is the manager of FCC Ag Expert. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Canada is facing a shortage of farmers and a report says the country will need to accept 30,000 permanent immigrants by the year 2033 to take over existing farms and greenhouses or establish their own. The report from the Royal Bank, the Boston Consulting Group Centre for Canada's Future and Arel Food Institute at the University of Guelph estimates a shortfall of 24,000 general farm, nursery and greenhouse operators. Researchers say the shortage will come at a critical time with a strong agricultural sector necessary to produce more food, 
for a growing global population. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tommen Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tommen in Regina and Fort Capel. And Sass Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were showing some upward movement in early trading today. Canola rose 580 at 772.62. Number one red spring wheat went up $1.98 at 394.34. The rest were unchanged. Durham 451.04. Feed barley 357.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 541.98. Lentils 793.50. Oats $220.32 per metric ton. Yellow peas 416.95. And feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for May is up 5 cents at 877 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week in our sales there, the good cows, they did 120 to 135. Sales up to 140. Medium-type cows were 90 to $1.20. Good bulls were 130 to 162. In our feeder cattle, the eight-weight steers were 241 to 266. Seven-weight steers were 270 to 292. Six-weight steers, 244 to 302. The five-weight steers were 302 to 319. And the four-weight steers, they were 294 to 298. Getting in the heifer trade here, eight weights uh, heifers there, 227 to 232, seven weights, 241 to 253, the six weight heifers were 244 to 270, five weights were 265 to 296, the four weight heifers, they were 251 to 304, and into the upcoming sales here this Thursday, April 13th, we're going to have a good bread cow sale featuring the Rhino Stock Farm Dispersal, 120 non-registered Black Angus cows. For further information, give us a call 773-3174 Canada's source for quality Heartland Livestock and Swift Current and the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for today 182.40 per CKG coming up the resource report this is the Saskatchewan resource report on 620 CKRM here's Jim Smalley now the resource report brought to you by Farm Fresh Water they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca and Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Saskatchewan has passed new firearms legislation that appears to contradict the federal government's planned gun buyback program. The legislation passed unanimously with support from the Saskatchewan party government and opposition NDP members. The bill requires RCMP, policing bodies, or other agents to receive a license from the province should they take part in Ottawa's buyback program. Municipal forces will also be required to seek approval from the Provincial Public Safety Minister if they want to accept federal funding to participate in the program. Britain's envoy to Canada says an uproar in the prairies over an expanded trade deal could be overcome by ranchers rejigging their beef operations to meet UK standards. British High Commissioner to Canada, Susanna Goshko, says Brits don't want their government to budge on barring imports of beef raised with certain hormones. But groups such as the Canadian Cattle Association say that concern isn't based on science 
and that the UK is already exporting far more beef to Canada than trade in the other direction. The industry wants Canada to block Britain's entry to a massive Pacific Rim trade block and halt ongoing negotiations for a separate UK-Canada trade deal until the Brits change their stance. On the markets today, the TSX is up 40 points at 20,236. The Dow has risen 67 points to 33,553. Oil has declined 87 cents at 79.83 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.00 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.